hey, welcome everyone to the Go and Be podcast. And I'm excited to be with you today. Uh, for those of you that have joined us before, welcome back. If you are brand new to this, uh, this podcast is just an opportunity for us at Movement to have some conversation about what it means to go and be the church, which is something that we say uh, every weekend uh, that we gather, every movement celebration that we have, uh, we always encourage people to go and be the church. Now, what's really been cool over the last season is we've been able to share more and more stories of how that's happening and what that looks like. And so if you've tuned in at all for any of our online movement celebrations, there's a chance that you've heard some of those stories in that environment and maybe have seen them through social media. And so one of the things that we've been trying to do as we share stories through that is to invite people from those stories onto the podcast to share maybe in a little more detail, uh, a little more in-depth about their experience, about their story, and to build on what we talked about. So I'm excited about today because we have with us Brittany Bame, and Brittany's actually joining us uh, right now from... Upland, Indiana. Upland, is it Upland? Upland. Yeah, that's where Taylor is, huh? Yes. Upland. It's not in Taylor, Indiana? Nope. Upland, Indiana. There we go. Well, Brittany is a college student. Brittany's family is a part of movement. And, uh, you know, she's been able to be with us through the summer and on different occasions. But right now she's finishing up her final semester of college. And so she's back um, doing that. And so we're just so excited to have you on today, Brittany. And thanks for taking time. Yeah, thanks for having me on the podcast. Awesome. Yeah. I, uh, I talked with you a little bit earlier this week and just shared some of the vision behind this and you were excited to be able to, you said you could talk about this stuff all day. And so I'm excited about that. What's really cool about Brittany's story is that our Brittany being on here is Brittany was just a part of the story we shared during our movement celebration. We actually interviewed the entire BAME family and, uh, the BAMEs just felt this call through, um, just their engagement at the Christian Children's Home of Ohio, which is a partner of ours. And uh, through that and some other experiences and some promptings by God uh, to uh, to explore the possibilities of, of adoption. Now, the Bames have uh, now... So how many siblings now in the family do you have, Brittany? I have five siblings. So I'm the oldest of six kids. The oldest of six kids, which means... A typical minivan no longer works for the for the BAME household. For a while, you had like a twelve passenger van, which was pretty awesome. Yeah, we had a, a sweet twelve passenger van. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing about that van was it had a, a had a, a Beauty and the Beast thing in the back that said mm-hmm. this this beauty drives a beast. And I used to love when I would see your dad driving around town uh, <laughs> with that because I it just it always made me laugh. So. Uh, anyways, so uh, there were four four BAME kids in, in the family, and then uh, Matt and Daylene just felt led and felt very uh, called by God in different, uh, in different environments, and then came together and said, hey, we need to adopt. And so now they're uh, six siblings, a family of eight, 
And uh, one of the things I loved and why I wanted to interview you, Brittany, is you just shared during that video uh, that that whole process and some of your other experiences have really shaped the direction of where you feel God leading you career-wise, future-wise. And so if you would just maybe just express um, how God has been moving or uh, where he's been, what he's been calling you to, and just just build on that a little bit. Um, so to give you some context um, for those who didn't get to watch this story, um, my sisters moved into my family in between my sophomore and junior year of high school. I'm now starting my senior year of college. So they've been with us for five years, but um, that was around the time that they moved in was when I was thinking about a career path and where I wanted to go. Um, and at the time I was very interested in missions, especially internationally. So I decided to go to Haiti um, between my junior and senior year of high school. And I got to watch my sisters go through a lot of life changes. So we got to see them from them exiting the foster care system from a different home into our home and into the adoption process. And so I got to see all of that throughout my whole time. So I actually started as a social work major um, because of that. And um, it's not specifically my calling, but it definitely, God used it to shape where he wanted me to go. And now I am a public health major, which is essentially social work from a health perspective and how you can help vulnerable populations um, achieve a healthier lifestyle, live better, um, even just being able to enjoy the life that they have more. So, That's awesome. So, I mean, in a lot of ways, uh, your calling has led you down a road of really just trying to uh, help families, um, would you say just like live a better life, right? Is that a accurate kind of picture? Yeah, absolutely. I can work anywhere from nonprofits, um, like the city mission with recovery of different people, homelessness, but I could also work in more of the health and fitness sector. So like gyms, um, nutrition. Um, I could work for governmental organizations like WIC. So I'm pretty versatile in what I would be able to do, but I definitely think the experience of my sisters moving in kind of got me thinking along that track that I wasn't necessarily thinking about before. Yeah. So maybe there's some heart transformation that happened with that. So just talk about maybe how that process, not just changed perhaps your career or where you felt like maybe you're going long-term, but how did it maybe just change your heart? And if you could talk into that, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So, um, for those who don't have a lot of experience with adoption, it's oftentimes extremely messy. There's a lot of trauma that children bring from their past into where they're going so there was a lot of trauma that I got to witness firsthand in my sisters, um, just from even just moving several different times and going to several different schools and um, our home being their first really permanent place that they've ever had in their life. So I had to watch a lot of adjustment 
Um, and I got to watch my parents try and figure out how do you parent well in the season of trauma. So I think for me, the heart transformation really kind of started with watching it and kind of seeing like, okay, this is, there's so much brokenness in the world. And I think the Lord helped me kind of see like, there's so much brokenness in the world and we're called to, to live with people in their brokenness and help mm-hmm. them put broken pieces back together in places that we can and places that we can't point them to Christ who truly can put their broken places back together. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. You know, one of the things uh, that the scriptures talk about uh, is the fact that, you know, through Jesus, we're, um, we're adopted into God's family. Like we're adopted children of God. And I, I just think about, people that have walked down that adoption road, like even watching your parents, but also just inviting siblings into your, your family and walking through that process. I mean, how has it maybe helped you see God's love in a different way or God's love for you? Would you maybe have anything to say into that? Oh yeah. It's definitely um, made me extremely aware of almost just like that father relationship that I have with God in this context, because like I said before, like they bring a lot of trauma with them when they come and they don't necessarily know the rules and they don't feel safe. And so there are a lot of outbursts at times. And I can kind of see that sometimes in my relationship with God, definitely where I bring a lot of my trauma in my past and I'm just like, Lord, I have all this crap. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> I rebel against what he tells me to do, even though I know that I shouldn't. And, or like, it's just fitting into a new environment that I'm mm-hmm. not like, like the kingdom of God is not like the kingdom of the world. And so just almost changing my mindset, it's the same way that my sisters moved from a situation that was not good for them into a situation that was healthy for them. It took them a while to adjust. Right. And, God has grace on us as we move into that process. But yeah, it's kind of interesting because I never realized when we are like adopted children of God, like what exactly that means. Mm-hmm. I experienced it and I'm like, oh yeah, that's definitely me. That's definitely me all the time. That's awesome. All right. Well, hey, I know for myself and for uh, my family and those close to me, this Going Be podcast has really uh, just been a great encouragement and a great way to just be challenged to take next steps uh, to live out the mission God's called uh, me to and the people around me. Hey, we would love for you just to take uh, a minute if this has been an encouragement to you to drop uh, a comment or leave a review either wherever you um, connect or engage in your podcast or if you're watching on YouTube you can put a comment uh, on there as well but we would love just to get the word out of uh, what God's doing through this so that people can hear more practical stories and more practical examples of how to live out the mission that God's called them to so thanks for being a part of this go and be journey with us that's awesome well hey I want to go back to something you started to talk on and expand on it a little bit uh, we had the opportunity to partner with you at some level in, in, in a journey that you went on. This is called the Go and Be podcast. And uh, the first part of that is Go. You mentioned going to Haiti because you felt like 
um, you maybe felt called into some kind of mission work and you took the step and you went. Uh, now I'll just say this, you can be a missionary, like you can, you can be a missionary and go to Haiti or you can be a missionary and go next door, uh, in your neighborhood. Uh, but you went to Haiti and, uh, as a teenager, uh, you went to Haiti and you came back pretty challenged to, to do something and that would be the B part. So talk about, um, just your experience in Haiti and what it led you to, because I think it's a really cool story. Well, to start, um, I didn't necessarily have the picture perfect mission experience where when I went to Haiti, I had all the pictures with me and the Haitian children. And it was like this beautiful, amazing moment. God definitely used the intense brokenness in Haiti to really challenge me. Um, <laughs> it really kind of rocked me to my core. And I still to this day am very thankful that I went, but it definitely was a really hard experience for me, which I don't think people talk about enough with mission trips. Right. Um, and so I think I was kind of left at the end of Haiti, just kind of challenged. Like I really enjoyed it to a certain level, but also at the same time, I was feeling challenged. And so I'm like, okay, um, I'm just going to kind of wait and see if like where God is kind of leading me to. And then it was probably November after I went and I went in July and there was a huge hurricane that had like devastated the country. And so a lot of the homes that were built um, were destroyed. A lot of them were. And in July, we had a sponsored child. His name's Richard. He was the cutest little thing. I loved him. He was my favorite part of the whole trip. Um, <laughs> and I got to go to his house and it was a really beautiful little place, but it was also really like, it was really broken, really small, really cracked. And I didn't necessarily have faith that it lived after that hurricane. Um, and so it was one of those God like kind of speaks to me through the gut feelings. And I just felt something where God's like, you got to build in the house. And I'm like, well, okay, I guess that's what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So I, not knowing what I was doing, I started a GoFundMe campaign and I wrote a letter um, and I tried to market what I was trying to do. I was trying to raise funds for my family and friends because they, a lot of them had supported me going to Haiti. So I really wanted to like finish this house for him and it took probably a year's worth of fundraising and writing letters and talking to different people um, and then it was finally completed and I was going to go during the building of the mm -hmm. house however um, there was unrest happening in Haiti at the time so it wasn't quite able to work out but I they do have a home now and I got a picture of them in their little house dedication service. Um, cause lifeline gives them like Bibles and takes pictures and makes it like a huge ordeal for them yeah. when they have the house built. Um, and it makes me smile and it's not hanging in this room. It's hanging in my room at home, but whenever I look at it, it's something that I try and just let sink over me and remind myself that when God calls me to do scary things, um, He's going to help me to see it through completion, even if it doesn't look like what I thought it would look like. And um, it also reminds me of his faithfulness and his goodness. And it's something that I really like to pray over continuously. So, yeah, that's awesome. So a couple of follow-ups with that, Brittany, I mean, 
you talk about having that that nudge or feeling like God's speaking to you, uh, having that gut feeling. Um, you know, we say around movement all the time, what's God saying to you and what are you going to do about it? And there are a lot of ways that you can uh, hear God speak, uh, whether that's through other people, whether that's through like that feeling that won't go away, whether that's through uh, the scriptures, you know, God's word. Um, there, there are a lot of ways that God speaks, but I think the biggest thing is, are you willing to at least put yourself out there to listen, right? Like, so you have to begin the process by going, I'm going to be intentional about listening. And so I just appreciate that you're like, okay, God, I'm listening. I want to listen. And then you responded, you got to hear and then respond. And so I just, uh, that's one of the things I really like uh, about your story. Hey, not, you don't have to give an exact dollar amount, but you were a high school student for most of that time. Now college, it moved into college a little bit, right? But how much did a house cost to build in, in Haiti? Uh, it was just under five grand, if I okay. remember correctly. Awesome. So just cool to think about um, the, you know, just when God's call is, uh, when God's call is on you and, and you set out to do something, I mean, as a, as a high school and college age student to be able to, you know, to raise that money to build that house. And you said it so well, it didn't, you know, maybe the picture looked a little different by the time it was over that you didn't get to go. Uh, build that house, but it was still like that satisfaction. I'm sure of knowing that God accomplished what he, he wanted to accomplish. So it reminds me of the season that we're in. Um, even as we're serving people, Brittany, I think about, um, I think about COVID, you know, in this time we're in right now and so many things look different, right? Like so many people didn't have graduations, uh, you know, because of it, they set off to accomplish this and graduation looked drastically different. I'm doing a wedding, uh, in a couple of days, you know, they, they plan on having 400 people. They're going to have, you know, 50 people or so, like things look different. Maybe don't always look how you thought, but God's, God's work still gets accomplished. And sometimes it's just, it's almost a healthy thing for it to not work out how we thought maybe. I don't know if you want to speak into that at all. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, there's definitely been nothing that God's called me to do that's been easy. Like, I've been challenged and pruned through every single thing that he's called me to do. And I don't regret doing any of those things because I've become a better person throughout that whole process and closer to God because of that. But I definitely, if God calls you to do something, definitely listen to him and obey to the best of your ability, even if it's something crazy and outrageous that you don't even think you can do. Um, God isn't going to call you to something that he is not going to accomplish, even if it's not through just you. Yeah, that's so well said. In fact, we're going through this series on Nehemiah and, you know, obviously it was bigger than what Nehemiah could do. And I would say a lot, a lot of times more often than not, like, if it's too big for you, it's probably what God's wanting you to do because he doesn't want you to be the one to accomplish it. Right. Like he, he wants uh, you to partner with him in it. So that's absolutely. So, Hey, um, you know, you've went on this journey, you've been obedient, you've been willing to listen, to hear and respond, uh, which is huge when it comes to like this idea of going B going B is, it really depends on you hearing from God and responding to it. 
So maybe are there a couple steps or any other words that you would just want to share to people as we think about how do we put this into practice? Um, what would you tell people? Well, um, as I was thinking and praying about this over the past couple of days, um, <laughs> I was really drawn to this particular passage of scripture to give you context. We were told to memorize it before we went to Haiti. And I was like, yeah, whatever, like kind of brush it off. And that was the first Bible verse that popped into my head to talk about. And I was like, okay, God, I'm not quite sure how this is going to fit. And then I was in class last night and they were talking about that verse. And then another one of my friends talked about that verse. <laughs> so, so talk about um, hearing from God, right? So definitely <laughs> God wants this said. And I think it kind of fits with different things that we said. Um, so the second chapter of Philippians, um, we were told to memorize um, two verses, three through five. But I kind of want to read um, from a new interesting translation that I have. Um, some different verses throughout chapter two, because I think that one of the biggest things that can get in our way when doing things for God is our pride and our own self-promotion um, and just focusing on ourselves and completely missing the point of what God wants us to get from it. So um, I'm just going to read starting in verse three here. Um, Be free from pride-filled opinions, for they will only harm your cherished unity. Do not allow self-promotion to hide in your hearts, but in authentic humility, put others first and view others as more important than yourselves. Abandon every display of selfishness. Possess a greater concern for what matters to others instead of your own interests. And consider the example that Christ, the Anointed One, has set before us. Let his mindset become your motivation. He existed in the form of God, yet gave no thought to seizing equality with God as his supreme prize. Instead, he emptied himself of his outward glory by reducing himself to the form of a lowly servant. He became human. He humbled himself and became vulnerable, choosing to be revealed as a man and was obedient. And then skipping a little bit. Because of that obedience, God exalted him and multiplied his greatness. He has now given the greatest of all names. So I definitely know that I've struggled with my own pride in this, throughout this whole thing when God asked me to do something that might be slightly humiliating or I fall flat on my face as I try and do something that God wants me to do. Um, but just remembering that through your actions, God's glory will show. So the less of you that are in the actions, the more space there is for God's glory to be shown through it. Yeah, um, that's, yeah. that's so true. I, I think the biggest thing standing in the way of like the whole idea of go and be is us, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Man, that's so true. So what's a challenge? What, what do you want to challenge people with? I definitely would challenge everyone to, if you feel like God is communicating to you, like through other people, through a gut instinct, um, they're just about anything. Go and like do what he wants you to do. Like, even if it seems kind of crazy, kind of ridiculous, kind of in the spur of the moment. Um, like, I know that my greatest things that I've done have come from those spontaneous gods, like, go talk to this person. Or, 
you know, just build a house for someone, you know, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. so listen to that call is probably the best piece of advice I can give from that because there's not a thing I've regretted about anything that God's led me to do. Man, that's so cool. I know our, I, I've heard it a lot of different ways, but our, our greatest regrets are rarely, if ever, I tried this and it didn't work. Our greatest regrets are I could have done this, but instead I didn't take the step. I didn't do anything. And the regret is, you know, what could have happened, what, what might have been. And so, yeah, I, I mean, I appreciate that mindset. I think about your family story as we think back on your family story. And obviously it's challenging at time, but the regret side of not walking through that adoption door is uh, the impact that you never would have had, you know, as a family and um, on on more kids that needed a home. And, and honestly, you know, the same man, a house not built in Haiti if you didn't take the step, right? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, and so I just, yeah, just thanks for sharing. I love your heart. I, I know God's going to do big things through you and through uh, your fiance, Garrett. When's the big day? January 16th of 21. I- Awesome. I promise it's on my calendar. So, uh, I promise we're good there, but I'm just so excited, uh, for both of you. God's going to do great things, uh, through you finish strong the rest of the school year, uh, get your dad another, this beauty drives a beast bumper sticker. We can put it on his truck. Well, so, of course. Yeah. So we'll do that and life will be good. So, Hey, thanks again. Thanks for joining us on the movement. Go and be podcast. And uh, we look forward to the next episode. Thanks, Brittany.